Hello everyone, this is Tim Dodd. Welcome to the Believer's Faith Challenge podcast. Faithful to give witness to tens of thousands, yes, and to the millions that believe it. And believes in I believe that God's gloriously lived a packet until all around the world it's been circulated. Hello everyone and welcome to the podcast today. This is the Believer's Faith Challenge podcast where we report on the works of God all over the world as relates to the end time word. Well, greetings, friends, brothers, and sisters. Welcome once again to the podcast. We just love sharing these reports with you, these stories, these inspiring things that God is doing all over the world. And it's such a blessing to know that you are out there and you are interested and you are just as excited about these things as we are. We have a podcast today that's it's interesting. It might be a little bit different than what we've ever done before on this podcast, but I really think you're going to enjoy it. So, Brother Tim, welcome to the podcast. I'll let you explain to the people what we have for them here today. God bless you, Brother Mark, and welcome everyone back this week. This will be our third and I think final podcast from the recent Uganda trip. We are happy to be here once again, and today we're going to share some reflections, some thoughts from different brothers in Uganda of the trip there to give you just a little bit of a glimpse and a little bit of a different perspective in feedback from a few different ministers. And first off, we're going to go to Brother Elijah Diogo. Brother Elijah has been uh, connected with us since we had a meeting in his church in 2014. The Lord has done wonderful things through his ministry. And uh, I'll let him introduce himself. And uh, this is a clip that was taken uh, just after the first service in his church there. It was the first service in Uganda. We were having two services in his church. So we're between services, having lunch. And I'm just uh, spending a few moments with Brother Elijah Diogo from my Yugi area in Uganda. Now, as I said, we're in Mayugi. We just finished the first service at Brother Elijah Diogo's church, who is not just a pastor, but also travels much to reach out to these areas that you've heard about and many people awaiting baptisms. My um, uh, acquaintance with Brother Elijah goes back to 2014, where we had a wonderful meeting in his little church that he was being forced to move from. And uh, the Lord just came down poured out his spirit, and through that, many open door, many doors were opened, and he was able to uh, minister in other churches, and many souls were one to the kingdom of God at that time, and continue to be one to the kingdom of God. So, Brother Elijah, God bless you. Good to have you. Yeah, God bless you, Brother Tim. It's once again a blessing to have you in this place again. We thank, we thank God for what he's doing in this hour that we are living in. Now, you're traveling around, besides pastoring here, you're traveling and ministering in other areas, reaching out with these other brothers? Yes, uh, we travel almost three times a week, different places, baptizing people. Almost every Sunday, because of the radio broadening service, is bringing more believers every Sunday. 
we are baptizing something like five souls, seven souls, eight souls every Sunday. Wow, that's tremendous. That adds up, that adds up quickly into the hundreds per year. And uh, now, how far are you traveling in to different areas? We are traveling in different areas, like uh, 500 kilometers from where we are. Mm. Sometimes 400 kilometers. Like very soon, we are we have been called upon in Kamwenge, Western Uganda. They need the message, so we appreciate really for the support and the books and everything that you are putting in to, quick, to quicken up this work to run very quickly. Amen. Well, that brings up a good subject. How is it going with the books as they're being distributed, and how are the people doing that are feeding on the books? The books are doing a very great impact upon the lives of the people, that the people are reading for themselves, and after reading, their eyes are opened up. They recognize that that gone astray away from the word of the Lord. So the the prophet of the hour, with his message has taken away blindness of Laodicea upon these people coming from organizations. And they are rejoicing because their false prophets have been stealing them, punishing them, beating them, even in churches. But they thank God for this revealed word of the hour. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Brother Elijah. Now, um, you're doing all these baptisms, distributing all these books. The um, I know we print 5,000 messages in the Luganda language every month. That's individual messages, and we send those out from Kampala. But that really, this is one area, and then there's the other area towards the, I guess you could say the east a little bit, or the Kampala area with Brother Fred Chienji and the work they're doing, and they get half the books, and you brothers get half the books up here. And so uh, how are the quantities? Do we have enough books? We need more books because the demand is very high. Every day there is an open door that the Lord has put, that very many people are, are really crying in their hearts to know the truth more and more. Because, you know, once you, somebody receives one message book, is longing for more other message books, what the prophet preached. Mm -hmm. he, they want to know more. Amen. Yeah. Amen. No, that's very true. It's, it's a message. It's not just a book. It's a message. It's message. And, it's message. and it, in its entirety, it is that which will clothe the bride for the wedding supper. And so we appreciate that. Brother Elijah, I know, is, I call him one of the unsung heroes in this area. Nobody really knows his name from outside Uganda or what's going on, but I'm always mindful of what God's using our brother to do and appreciate his labors. You know, God raises up men. And it's the local men that have the greatest impact. Someone like me might come in and preach a handful of messages and, you know, try and get a feel for what's going on in this country. But I just want to say to our listeners that it's what you're doing in supporting the work in Uganda, being a part of the work in Uganda, as God has privileged us to be a part of this work that really is having an impact here. And what would you say to the to those, Brother Elijah, that give and and sacrifice of their labors to give monetarily to support the work of the Lord here, what kind of an impact they're having in your country. Amen. Really, we pray that may the good Lord reward you. We believe that is a crown of life waiting for you. Because without the support of interpreting the message box, like Daniel would have not understood that days of captivity were over unless he read the books of Jeremiah. Mm -hmm. 
because he could not want his understanding to depend on the the legacy of Cedric Mr. Kabob Nenego. So that's why really we appreciate you and we pray the Lord can you setting for you an open door. We highly appreciate you really because it's a greater impact. It has never happened. It's a real revival going on. Amen. Is there any individual testimonies, anything that's happened recently individually that you want to share, Brother Elijah, that you think might be an outstanding testimony of something you've recently come across? Yeah, since I began really working with Brother Tim Dodd, things have gone on changing uh, the life and uh, the understanding of the word to have a relationship with Christ. It's not just a matter of reading the messages of Brother Branham, but he has helped us so much to really to enter in the mind of the prophet. Because once we enter in the mind of the prophet, then we can receive transforming power that was upon the prophet. Amen. So we come on the level of maturity, of having the character of Jesus Christ, because character is a believer. Mm. Without character, we cannot overcome. Mm. So we really appreciate really being part of Brother Tim Dodd and part of the church in Croverdale. Well, it's an honor to be here with you, Brother Elijah, and be in your church once again. And we trust that it's a blessing to the people. So God bless you. Thank you for being here. Thank you very much, Brother Tim Dodd. God bless you abundantly. Thank you for coming. We bless you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. That was Brother Elijah Diogo of the Mayugi area, and uh, just a wonderful brother. Next, we have Brother Hannington Belita, who is... After we left the Mayugi meetings, we had two meetings there. And then the next day, Saturday, we went to the Caliro town and in the Caliro district and I had one service there. The brothers were merciful to me as I had two services the next day on Sunday. So they let me just preach one service in Caliro and we had a number of people gathered together. Brother Hannington is a longtime message pastor and uh, God has done wonderful things, so I'll let him tell the story in his own words. I'm sure you'll enjoy Brother Hannington's comments. This recording was taken right after the service in Caliro. We had one service there, and the brothers are gathered together for lunch after the service. We had a lot of fellowship, a wonderful time together at Brother Hannington's house. So please excuse the background noise, and uh, I'm sure you'll enjoy this from Brother Hannington. I'm just here in Caliro with Brother Hannington Belita. We just finished meeting a meeting at his church. It was packed out, hundreds of people inside and outside. I'm not sure how many, maybe 250, 300. Maybe he'll share that with us. But a number of people were gathered from around the different regions, uh, probably about 25 ministers. I'm just going off the top of my head. And... Uh, Brother Hannington has been involved in the awakening for some years now. And uh, Brother Hannington is a pastor in the message from many years ago. What year did you first come into the message? Well, firstly, I say, God bless you, Brother Hannington. Yeah, God bless you. I'm Brother Hannington Valita, minister here in Kaliro. And what year did you come into the message? That was in 1987, at the end of 1987. Okay, and have you pastored here in Kaliro for how long? Yeah, from 1997. Okay. So, Brother Hannington, we've seen God do extraordinary things in Uganda in the last five years or so in reaching out into areas we thought were unreachable. And now 
Tens of thousands of souls have received baptism in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Churches have come into the message, ministers, all kinds of groups. From your perspective, as you've been in the message a long time, what does this mean to you? Yeah, it is so amazing and uh, very unusual. Unlike in the past, where we used to preach, one person comes, but this time around, pastor believes and his flock. Pastor believes and his flock. It's very unusual, in fact. But of recent, we have started to, I mean, every Thursday, we mobilize, we have zoned them to establish them in the present truth. Mm -hmm. And that's what we are doing. Okay. So you meet with the ministers every Thursday? Yes, we meet with the ministers and part of their flocks every Thursday. Okay, wonderful, establishing them in the present truth. I think you and Brother Samson Lobogo are also doing some outreach in the streets and, and preaching. How's that going? Yeah, we keep on rotating different churches located in different areas. So every Thursday in a certain area, where we are arranged for Thursday meetings, we also go for outreaches and preach and win more souls. Now the service today, I think it was wonderful. How do you feel about it? Mm, we are blessed to have Brother Tim Dodd. And uh, in fact, we appreciate him for coming to Uganda. And in fact, our services was attended by 370 people. Ministers were over 50. We are blessed today. Well, there you answered my second question. <laughs> over 370 people and over 50 ministers. Yes. So I miscounted entirely, and I guess I'm a little bit on the conservative side. But uh, it certainly was a great turnout. But I, I saw amongst the ministers uh, some disappointment only because, for lack of space, not everybody that wanted to attend could attend. Yeah, that's the challenge we had because thousands we had at first we arranged for the people to come but because of financial constraints we ended up attending a few people but we are blessed amen so thousands could have been there all we and we recognize that brother hannington of you know there are many many people now in the area and i think you were the brother that was burdened for this area that you were the only church in this area for so long and then all of a sudden, God began to open doors, and now there's a great uh, fellowship amongst many new churches in this area. Is that, is that correct? Yeah, that is right, because for when we started this church in 1997, uh, I was alone in the entire district. But since 2018, we have multiplied by this revival. So many churches, so many ministers, and it is continuing to multiply by God's grace. Like this uh, last month of October, I baptized over 200, and 200 people Amen. in the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. That's wonderful. Over 200 people last month. Now, um, how many, about how many churches are there in the area now? Can you give me an estimate? Yeah, in my, we know in Uganda we are partitioned in districts. Eh? Right. So in my district, there are 25 churches. Mm -hmm. So in Luoka, where we go with Samson, the over 30 churches, mm -hmm. then in Kamuli, around 10. Yeah, like that. Okay, so just in the district where you used to be the only church, now there's 25. Yes, there are 25, that's correct. My, it's amazing the grace of God to this country. You know, as much as you're amazed, we're amazed, people that are listening and, and uh, you know, 
partaking of this podcast. Sometimes it's just hard to really fathom the tremendous things that God is doing here. And we want to thank everyone that has contributed to the printing of the books, the Bibles, the Church Age books, the Seals books, the Hebrew series books, all of the individual messages that are being printed. Tell us about the impact that those books are having on the people. Um, majority of these people are unlearned. I mean, here in Uganda, English is our official language. So majority of the people only understand our local language in Uganda. Mm. So it has been a real blessing when we receive these books, more so the seven church ages, and now recent the seven seals, Hebrews, those new titles that has come in. They are real blessing. People are blessed. They are reading them. Amen. So as you heard him say that most of the people only speak the Luganda language, and that's true, just fellowshipping amongst the ministers and amongst the believers here, most of them do not speak English. And so getting the message in their language is crucial. So we want to thank you, Brother Hannington, for hosting the meetings today and for being uh, a great host and gathering all the people together, feeding them. And uh, God bless you abundantly for all that you do for the kingdom of God. Amen. We even appreciate you, Brother Tim Dodds. Thank you for coming. And thank you for coming even in my house to have lunch with you. God bless you. Amen. God bless you. And a wonderful lunch it was. We appreciate it very much. Thank you. That was Brother Hannington Belita from Caliro. I'm sure you enjoyed that. Uh, after the meeting in Caliro, we had two services Sunday in Jinja. And we've covered that already on a previous podcast. And after Jinja, we traveled to um, Luero. And on the way back from Luero, I was in the vehicle with Brother Moses Chienji, who's Brother Fred's eldest son, and just was able to ask him some of his thoughts on what God is doing in his country. Brother Moses is a minister himself, and it was a blessing to get him on a recording, just sharing it from a young man's perspective. So I'm sure you'll enjoy hearing from Brother Moses Chienji. We're just on our way back to Kampala after having a meeting in the Luero district. The name of the town is? Nakasongora. Where we had probably about 300 people present uh, ministered the word there, met an, quite a number of ministers. And we have, we're in the vehicle with Brother Moses Chienji, Brother Freddie Chienji Jr., and Brother Mogus Ngida. Now, Brother Mogus, or Brother Moses, um, you know the people. Yes. You've ministered amongst them, you've labored with them. I know that they were very responsive to the word. How, how do you feel that? At their level of revelation, they're able to grasp the Word of God. Um, I feel, according to the standard they are now, uh, they are welcoming, they're embracing the Word, and according to how you see them, they really love the Word. Because we've been this way for quite a number of times. Uh, we really come, we, we came with my dad, that is Pastor Chiinji, uh, teaching them about the age book. And they welcomed it so much. So these people are not new when it comes to knowing their messenger. I remember when you were talking about the, the histories, uh, the stories about Brother Branham's life, the ministry. And I think you could see them. They are not seeing something new. Right. They were responsive. So 
uh, these are people that are growing mm-hmm. and are very, uh, they are very encouraging. Now, we, uh, we see that the need is great. We were in the church, and uh, the church was full. The people were overflowing into tents outside. I realize a number of them were visitors, but I think there's about 280 or 180, I'm sorry, regular attendees at that church. And they've done a good job of taking the structure that we've given them. They've built a nice platform, and and uh, so they're they're very much uh, active in the body there. Now, there was one brother afterwards, as we sat around with the ministers, that said it was his first time there, and he had come from quite a distance, but he had heard about the message, and now he was rejoicing to be in the midst of the meetings. Did you remember his name, Brother Mogus? Brother Moses? Uh, he was called Brother Molindwa. I've forgotten the second name, but the other one is called Morindwa. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, he seemed to be very affected by what he was hearing today. Yes, yes, he was very much touched. According to how I saw him testifying, actually, it, is, it has been my first time to meet him. So I saw him for the first day today, but according to the way he was uh, testifying about the word, which he had through Brother Haruna, whom you saw. So uh, this brother has loved the message. And we are hoping to see him in the pastor's meeting on Friday. Amen. Now, Brother Haruna, if some might remember, uh, was a church that I preached in last year when I was here. We had a wonderful meeting. They had about um, four to 500 people in that meeting. That was the meeting where the counselor from the town came. The police were present, all of that. You could see Brother Haruna's influence in the community. And uh, even though the COVID restrictions limited us to 200 or 250. I think we had a few more than that. Yeah, and we, around 300 something. And we had a wonderful time. And, uh, and now we, it's good to see Brother Haruna go further yeah. in the message. And he's he's been kind of an overseer over many of these churches. And now slowly, one by one, he's bringing them into the message of the hour. Yes. And remember, here we call them bishops. Uh, you know, here a bishop and not like how the Bible says, but here a bishop is one that has many churches. Mm. So through Brother Karuna, uh, under his ministry that is called uh, the Deliverance, like they name their churches, the Pentecostals, you know them. Right. So they call them the Deliverance, and now his church is called Rafa Deliverance uh, Ministries. Mm. So under the Rafa Deliverance the Ministries, he has had many churches. Before he came, uh, when he had just come, that's what I'm meaning, he told us he has 45, over 45. My. And so far, we've just dealt with uh, three My. that have been baptized. Others broke off when they are, you know, yes, they are churches under him, but they are independent in their own way. Right. So you, just, you don't just come and say, because I'm the bishop, so you have to accept this by force. No. Mm-hmm. It is a process where you have to talk to them, you teach them, and when they embrace it, we baptize them. When they break off, we deal with the, the, the group that has broken off. We try to help them out. Mm-hmm. So that is how strong Brother Haruna is to us. And yet talking with him, he's a very humble brother. We appreciate him, and he has a great appreciation for Brother Fred Chienji, uh, and obviously has been deeply affected by the message of the hour. We also saw in the meeting Brother Isaac, uh, I'm sorry, Brother Stewart, 
from uh, Luero, where we had a meeting there last year as well. So we're thankful for all that God's doing here, just the first stage of the meetings. This is Wednesday, Thursday, uh, Thursday or rather Friday, we'll be having ministers meeting in uh, SETA and uh, expecting upwards to 500 ministers. And we will have pictures of that and trust that we'll be able to share that with everybody. So thank you, Brother Moses, for sharing with us. Let me just say about Brother Moses, he's a, a son of Brother Shinji, I think you're the eldest son. Yes, the, the eldest son, and and he ministers as well as uh, he's just finishing his university, and also does audio translation now, and uh, so he's a busy man. Travels around with his dad to these groups and with Brother Don, and so we appreciate your brother Moses and. Thank you for your comments. We are as humbled and we thank each and everyone that is standing with us in this work. It is not a one-man work, like always my dad says. This is a work that God is doing in Uganda, and sometimes we wonder how he does things. You know, you were speaking about Brother Stuart. You know, this is a trend. When we got Brother Stuart, Brother Stuart brought in Brother Haruna, and now Brother Haruna has brought in this church where we've been. So it is a trend, a pattern that is not driven by a man but God driving us. So we glorify God for the work that he's doing in Uganda and we thank you brother Tim once again for always keeping Uganda at heart and for standing with Uganda. God bless you. Amen. God bless you too. That was brother Moses GNG from uh, Uganda, son of brother Fred GNG whom you heard on the previous podcast. And one of the surprises, or at least one of the unplanned things of the trip, was that at the last minute we were able to bring Brother Mogus Ngida, the pastor in Addis Ababa, Ethiopia, over for the one week of the meetings there in Uganda. And so he was with us for a week and was able to be in the meetings and be present and see what God is doing and just enjoy the overall experience of being there in Uganda. Over the years, I've taken young men into Uganda, and it has always been an experience for them, whether they come from North America or I think whether they come from some other country. Ethiopia is important to us, of course, because the message is just taking root in that country. And I think you'll see for yourself as the meetings now were over in Uganda, and I sat down with Brother Mogus Ngida to get his thoughts on how his time in Uganda, especially during the meetings there, had impacted him. I'm sure you'll enjoy this. We're here in Kampala on uh, the Monday before I go home. The meetings are finished, and uh, I'll be having a couple days of meetings with some brothers and then heading home on Wednesday. But... Uh, we have with us Brother Mogus Ngida from Ethiopia. He'll be heading home today. He was able to join us for a week here in the meetings in uh, Uganda, and particularly uh, the meetings around uh, Kampala, uh, Seta, Nansana, and up in the Luero area. So I just thought I'd check in with Brother Mogus before he leaves and get his impressions. God bless you, Brother Mogus. Good to have you with us this week. How was your week? Yeah, God bless you too, Brother Tim. My work has been, week has been wonderful, and it's been a great experience with the believers and the saints in Uganda. 
Did it uh, surprise you, anything that you saw this week? Yeah, I, it really amazed me how the message of the hour have really been expanded and um, many people have come to the truth of the, the hour. And um, many uh, times, a lot of times, we, we see maybe people find it to be a bit of difficult to believe in this age, especially in this uh, laudation age. But it's amazing that uh, we've seen uh, a crowd of people believing uh, this message in Uganda. It's really amazing, and uh, I believe uh, this awakening should continue all over the world. <laughs> Amen. I agree with you. All over the world, let it happen. <laughs> Certainly, there's a great need to get books into the hands of the people here, and you saw some of the needs, and you heard some of the things that the ministers talked about, but I think that that's uh, normal for African countries to be very needy and uh, we certainly want to do all that we can. Ethiopia is also needy, and the word is going out there. But uh, you were in three services, uh, two church services and one minister's meeting. And so uh, I think the minister's meetings was a bit of an eye-opener for you. Yeah, it's been so helpful even for me personally. Uh, it was my coming over to Uganda. And thank you for receiving me as well. And. Uh, in that minister's meeting, I, it has been, you know, deepening and opening of an eye how a minister should take the word and how he had to be careful in how to uh, take it out to the people. And uh, uh, I've noticed that um, even the ministers that have gathered about 800, 1,000 ministers coming up for one meeting, it means the whole uh, nation, the whole Uganda has been <laughs> addressed through the message. Mm -hmm. So. Uh, really, it has been uh, a, such a, a great and a wonderful uh, meeting we had. Uh, not only that meeting, but also the three meetings we had was really, really uh, an eye-opener for me. And I've, it has really helped me. And I know that God is going to help me to even use it, that wisdom, to take it back my home country. And uh, we try our best to reach out to every, every individual in, in Ethiopia. Amen. Yeah. I think this was the first time you met Brother Fred Chienji. Yeah. You had not been around him last time you were in Uganda. You were around Stephen Abali mostly. Yeah. And uh, now you met Brother Fred, and you can see how Brother Fred is gifted to reach out yeah. and uh, connect with all of these people and bring the message to all of these different areas. Mm -hmm. And so what's your impressions of Brother Fred and his work here? Wow, that's so great because uh, Brother Fred, as you said, I've never met him before and I was impressed in how he takes out the message. I think he is given, he's gifted with an evangelistic gift of taking out uh, the, the message, evangelizing and having open air meetings, which I believe is also a need in my country. Uh, as per the regulations and the laws of the country, maybe if there's some places it is prohibited, some places may be allowed. So I think it's very important for us even to catch uh, this uh, approach uh, because our country is just a breaking level. We are just breaking and we need to, we used to approach uh, on one by one uh, principle, maybe we used to go by one by one, catch from one and catch from here one, the other one, we used to go individual basis. Mm -hmm. But I think it will be very uh, nice also to adopt uh, an open air meetings. Uh, mm -hmm. So I really appreciate how the Lord used Brother, uh, brother uh, Fred Chinji. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I was really impressed in how, he, uh, how he, the Lord used him and how fruitful his ministry was. Mm -hmm. 
and everywhere we go, especially the meeting we had yesterday, there was no seat. People had to <laughs> find their places. People were standing on the road, yeah. on the road, just from, it was, uh, it was overflow, you know. Right. Maybe, I don't know if it is also the same in other places, but here yeah. it's my first time to see overflow <laughs> meetings <laughs> in the message realm. Sure. So I'm really impressed by the gift that the Lord put in Brother Fred Ginge. Amen. And that overflow in Nansana was despite the rainstorm that went through mm -hmm. and uh, the people certainly crowded into the tents that were set up and the, and the church building itself, which Bible believers provided for them. But also, uh, as you said, people were on the road and once the rain let up, they were guests continuing to gather right to the end of the meeting. And we had, uh, I think, about nine souls that gave their heart to the Lord Jesus Christ and, and just a wonderful, wonderful service. We're very thankful for that. And we're so glad that Brother Mogus could be with us. God bless you, Brother Mogus. Thank you, Brother Tim. Also, I was impressed and uh, got a lot of experience uh, by my coming this side because it helped me a lot on how to reach out to many because the land is just raw. Uh, there is um, many opportunities for us to go out and uh, reach out to as many as we could. And this is really an eye-opener. So I'm really thankful to the Lord this op uh, opportunity has been granted. So uh, I believe we shall be striving towards, you know, many coming to the Lord in my country. Amen. Yeah. Amen. God bless you. Thank you, Brother Mogus. Yeah, God bless you, Brother Tim, and shalom to the saints, whoever is listening to this uh, podcast. Shalom. Amen. Amen. There you have Brother Mogus in Gita, the pastor in Addis Ababa, Ethiopia, the first message pastor in Ethiopia and how God has uh, used him over there in Ethiopia. And it's interesting to hear his perspective of what he picked up uh, from what he saw in Uganda and what he heard, and discerning it or, or rather deciphering it for himself to be able to take it home with him and apply it in what God's doing in his own country. This next clip will be our last clip in this podcast. And it's a clip again of Brother Mogus. Sorry, I'm saying Mogus, but it's Moses Chienji. Mogus from Ethiopia is the Ethiopian way to say Moses. And so I flip back and forth. But this is Moses Chienji again on the last day after meeting with Brother Mogus. And then we traveled over to the Chienji house to talk about some things we were able to reflect a little bit on the trip over to the house on the meeting the previous day in Nansana. That was the second Sunday service. And uh, how it impacted him and what he saw, it's amazing how God reached out and touched those people's lives. We're just so glad to be a part of it. So here, one last time, is Brother Moses Chienji from Uganda. It's now Monday after the meeting in Nansana. We're riding in the vehicle with Brother Moses Chienji. We're on the way to the Chienji household. And uh, we're just kind of reflecting on the service in Nansana. Overflow crowd despite the uh, rainstorm that came and delayed and hindered the people from coming. And many people that would have come did not come because of the rainstorm. Yet it, as uh, we mentioned as we discussed with Brother Mogus in Gita from Ethiopia, he said there were people standing on the road and the outside of the tents that were set up. 
So Brother Moses, who is my interpreter, um, certainly has spoken with the people and heard some of the reports. I think we had a wonderful meeting. The Lord was very present. So God bless you, Brother Moses. How was the meeting yesterday? Wow. Ah, I'm short of words of how I can explain how the meeting was. First, we were scared when it rained heavily. You know, here, when it rains, people fail to come because they travel some long distances. People always fail to, 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 it is hard for them to travel. Remember, they get muddy, it gets cold. So it was really very challenging for us to expect people to come. By the end of the day, people came, managed to travel through the rains, and they came. Uh, people, we are blessed. We were blessed through Brother Tim uh, when he brought in the subject, the infinite God. Wow. He explained how God great, how great our God is. You know, sometimes when we think about infinite, we think it is something maybe big, we give it a size. But unfortunately, this is beyond having a size. God is not small, God is not big, but he's just infinite. So people, we are blessed, Brother Tim, I want to tell you, and they were telling me if at least every time you visit Uganda, you visit Nansana, mainly the last services, just like it was to Jesus, the last supper. So we're always praying that maybe if you can have the last service with you whenever you come to Uganda at Nansana, and people will be blessed more. Uh, we were talking about how our God is infinite. You know, we went ahead through Brother Tim, uh, seeing the galaxies, how God made all the skies, made the planets. And sometimes we think when God was creating, maybe he created the earth where we are living in. But this took us into an imagination, beyond an imagination even, where you have to think of how God is eternal, how God knows everything. You know, like you were saying in the preaching, that God told Abraham, if you can count the stars and you number them, Abraham could not number them. No man can number them because every day science is getting to know more stars, more planets. But God said, if you can number them, that is how your children will be. That is the number of your children. So we were blessed to know that God knows each and every one. God knows our trials. God knows our troubles. God knows our victories. God knows that in this trial here and there, we shall be overcomers. So God bless you, Brother Tim. Amen. We had a number of souls give yes. their life to the Lord Jesus Christ. They were obviously affected by the word. Did you know any of those people previously, Brother Moses? Unfortunately, it was my first time to know them. You know, like we were told the believers on Sunday uh, that we have Brother Tim at Nansana. So we told them to try and make some newcomers to come in. So when they came in uh, and they had the word of God, many of them had to accept Christ to be their personal savior. Actually, one of them, because after praying for them, I tried to follow them up to know who they were. One of them was a Muslim. Mm. But when he had the word, he said, no, this is the truth that I've had. So we are organizing for a baptism tomorrow, that is Tuesday, to make sure they get baptized and to see that we help them grow in the word. Amen. That's wonderful. One of the new converts was a Muslim. That's tremendous. We thank God for that. Yep. Amen. Well, we're on our way to the Chinji household and we'll leave that for now. Thank you, Brother Moses. Thank you, Brother Tim. We are so happy to have you. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. Thank you, Brother Tim, and 
wow, <laughs> what an amazing thing to hear the voices of those brothers that a lot of them I had met several years ago when I was in Uganda. And just to hear their voices again, it's just wonderful to hear them and to understand that they're carrying on as they are. These are amazing brothers. They are extremely busy. Uh, they are pastors. They have their own churches to manage, a lot of them, and plus all the demands of the awakening. So we'll be sure and pray for them. Everyone who is listening, pray for these brothers. They're carrying a heavy load. And Brother Tim, I think this must have been quite an amazing trip for you, even for you that have had lots of trips overseas. But this sounds like this was really extraordinary. Well, that's true, Brother Mark. Extraordinary is a word. I've used the word a lot lately, overwhelming. It's taken me a number of weeks, and it's probably good that it's been two or three weeks now since Uganda to be able to put this last podcast together. Because reflecting back on events and the volume of things that have taken place that these brothers are in the midst of. One thing I want our listeners to understand is that these brothers are going seven days a week. They are definitely not letting up. They're traveling to places where the doors are open, constant invitations, as you heard the brothers speak of. There's doors opening all the time. As a result, there's needs that are being presented out there. In the last service that I had here at Cloverdale, I did a bit of a report on the trip and just shared with the people that, you know, really we need to do another container load of books into the country. That's going to be about $150,000 U.S. We need to double our production in the office there. Right now it's running about uh, just under $5,000. We need to double that. We need to uh, continue to build churches, build latrines. I mentioned to the people not too far back that there's a number of latrines that need to be built, and we've had a great response, and we're very thankful for that. But now it's back to the subject of building churches. We need to and want to put MP3 players into the hands of ministers. So there's plenty of needs, including transportation needs. When you hear Brother Moses Chienji talk, you know, they often rent a motorcycle, ride on the back of a motorcycle, or, or you know, Brother Fred has a vehicle that we helped him to get, and uh, but that can only seat five, six, seven people. But yet in the midst of that, they need another vehicle to transport all of these boxes of books and everything to get out to the uh, sites where the people are located, get out into the far reaches of the land. Traveling in Uganda is like traveling in a place many times the size of Uganda because of the difficulty of the roads, making places that are not too far as the bird flies, very distant to get to by a vehicle, a trip that might take us oh, an hour here in Canada or United States, might take three or four hours in Uganda because of the roads and the uh, difficulties encountered along the way. These are all needs that God has put before us, and it's up to us as a body of Jesus Christ to do what we can. God will bless our efforts, but we need to put in the effort to reach out to these people and enable them to receive the help they need to be clothed with the wedding garment of the Word. I still use that term. I still believe that term. 
I still believe, like the parable of the wedding supper, that only those with the wedding garment will be welcome there. And the wedding garment is indeed the message of the hour which God has used his prophet, Brother William Branham, to clothe the bride of Jesus Christ with in these last days. As Brother Branham saw the vision that they were clothed in the garment, uh, the, the raiment of their own nation, their own national type of garment, I believe that represents that this message must go into every language. We're doing what we can. The listeners are doing what they can. Above all, we can never pray too much. So remember the saints in Uganda, the ongoing work there and all the needs that are there. We love those people. And if they would be here, they would tell you that they love you. And so appreciate what you've done for them in these last days of the closing of time. God bless you. I know you were blessed by the things that you heard today, and I believe that God will use it for his glory. So until next time, shalom. Thank you for joining us on the podcast today. Remember, friends, the bridegroom will not come until the bride has made herself ready. She must be both called and fully dressed by the Word of God. This is the Believer's Faith Challenge Report podcast. You can sign up for our email newsletter at BibleWay.org. Scroll to the bottom of the page where it says Newsletter. Fill in your name and email address and click Sign Up. In this email report, you will receive reports of the works of God in China, in Africa, in South America, in India, Europe, all over the world. We also publish a full-color paper newsletter two times a year, complete with photographs, reports, and testimonies from all over the world. The newsletter is free. Just request it, and we would be happy to mail a copy to you. You can contact us by email at info at bible-believers.org. That's info at bible-believers.org. Or you can write to us at Bible Believers, P.O. Box 128, Blaine, Washington, 98231. That's Bible Believers, P.O. Box 128, Blaine, Washington, 98231. This is Mark Ajo. Thank you for being with us today. And be sure to join us for the next Believer's Faith Challenge Report podcast.